How long gone? We live. Happy Valentine's Day from us here at your favorite podcast. Um, it's a beautiful sunny day in New York. Um, we're recording this a little earlier than usual because our illustrious guest needed to reschedule because I'm sure uh, he had to go pick up a couple dozen roses for his main squeeze as well. <laughs> um, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, this is what this is comes with the territory, Jason. Uh how are you feeling over there? I'm feeling good. It was a chill, chill V day. It was a little sprinkly this morning. It's cold. It's not very sunny at all. Uh, oh hell no! Pretty much all the Valentine's Day stuff has already been done. We kind of had Valentine's week, so you know, I I made a little tea, a little tea in bed. Tea this morning. Jesus Christ! It's getting dark over there. Look, um, some some people drink tea. I don't get it either. I don't support it communists do it i guess i don't know <laughs> the only people that should drink tea are british people we all know that you know and if you don't if you drink tea because you like hot water with a little bit of flavor in it what about what about asian motherfuckers though because they kind yeah, of that's invented yeah, the that's game a good of point. tea actually you know you're right I mean? you're right i apologize asians not to call my fiance a motherfucker but <laughs> the asians and asians and brits are allowed to drink tea okay. and of course singers you know as a member of the community we always have to kind of be rehabbing our voices we're going to be getting into tea talk with our guests today i'm sure um but tonight sure <laughs> what do you what do you guys have on the docket for tonight the Reddit wants to know. Tom Brown at the shed. Uh, Tom Brown springs whatever twenty three tonight at five o'clock. Okay, um, you're looking at it. Going out, going out to eat, going out to eat on Valentine's Day is a fool's errand. Everybody knows that. Of course, that's why I went to the Gucci Osteria a full week in advance just to yeah avoid all the losers. The real breaking Valentine's Day news is not happening uh, between us. Um, Go on and. Even though I'm sure a lot of people would like that to be the case, it's a ooh boyfriend reveal. There was a there was a photo uh, posted earlier today from um, friend of the show Eric Andre. It's Eric Andre's New York, isn't it? It was seemingly one of his silly posts where his hog is covered by a glass of wine. He's known to do this. It's it's you know kind of silly, but then and what a hog it is. And you're like, oh, is this a selfie? What's going on here? Maybe as a self timer, or maybe he's a, his his social media manager. I feel like my mom has seen Eric Andre's penis. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe it's, my, it's, it's in public domain. It's like happy birthday. Maybe his maybe his social media manager. This is part of their job. But then you look, you know, you look into the reflection of the mm -hmm. mirror and guess who's taking the picture and also seems to be only partially clothed, Jason. I mean, my only guess could be uh, Eric Andre's life partner, Emily Ratajkowski. That's right. So they they went to the Knicks game last night, and it was it was a real trifecta. It was it, it, it was it was Eric Andre, Emily Ratajkowski, Diplo. Well, it was a quad it was a quadfecta because Diplo was wearing those fucking shoes oh, oh yeah diplo is still wearing the mischief Goofy shoes ass shoes come on bro i hate the shoes i fucking hate the shoes i didn't even want to talk about them but that being said i was looking at that i was looking at his post with the shoes and i'm like if i was famous enough to receive them just like have them sent to me to my hotel room in my size with the unboxing like we all know that I would wear them. To, I don't know if I would be able to wear them to a Knicks game. I don't have that much chutzpah. I don't think. I don't think you would be wearing them courtside, but you could <laughs> wear them to the to the bodega. That's true. But anyway, it's a big day for Eric. It's a big day for Emily. Uh, we'll get into it. But I, I also there's some other news, um, and this this is breaking hearts on Valentine's Day. It looks like um, musician Pharrell Williams, skateboard P, uh, is is taking over 
the house of Louis Vuitton. He's no longer skateboard P. He's he's like pin cushion P. Yeah. I mean his his seamstress work is. I mean I look. He's famous for wearing um a hat for a little while. But also also speaking of Tom Brown, he kind of he he really kicked off five foot one guy wearing shorts as a suit kind of thing like short suit no tom was he's, tom he's was definitely doing on the red carpet for years tom was definitely new before him just based on age alone we don't know that we don't know that we actually do know that they probably both came up with it at the same time that's true they were they were at breakfast and they kind of were like who's gonna do it first <laughs> and so i so this is bad news for a lot of reasons one because it's <laughs> he's a music producer um, a very talented one. It's it's going to be a very strange thing to watch people react to this because everyone loves Pharrell because he's given us so much. He's truly a genius. He's great looking, personable. Yeah. I mean, I, I said this earlier this morning in the group chat, but he's also um, up all night for good fun. So the guy likes to have good fun. So I assume that his designs will also be good. His pattern making. His hemlines, his lapel work. I saw, I saw uh, my friend Luke this morning. He was like, "They're gonna have the streets in a headlock with the cactus plant flea market Louis Vuitton drops," <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is, uh, extremely sad and also extremely true. I love it when when somebody has the streets in a headlock and it involves <laughs> cacti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. So cactus plant flea market LV coming soon. But I mean, I, I and shout out to friend of the show, uh, longtime friend Jacob Gallagher for getting the scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, on this, he he broke the news at, at the Wall Street Journal, which is a big a big get for him. I'm very proud of him. And and I asked how many people he had to confirm this with, and he was just like a shitload. <laughs> so uh, I think yeah, how, that, does, the, how does how does how do, I actually always wondered like how does that scoop happen? Does somebody tell somebody tells him, or he pries that information out of someone? Yeah, it's some, uh, one then, of those. And then he has to go and ask like seven other people who are aware of the situation. They'd be like, "You ain't hear it from me," but it's yeah, I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, basically, yeah, because. Because once, I mean, you know, Wall Street Journal, you crazy. Once you once you tell people you know, you can kind of tell by their reaction, even mm-hmm. you know how how far you can push mm-hmm. with them to get the to get the confirmation. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it's you know, it, it's not great. Um, hopefully, it doesn't affect the human race. Adidas collaborations. <laughs> um, I know, I know, you're pretty into those. Yeah, I mean, because if 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 that takes a hit, I don't know what they're gonna do at TJ Maxx uh, to keep the shelves stocked. It makes me wonder if like. Martine Rose, Grace Wales Bonner. If these other people said no, because I, I, I just, I just want, honestly, I wonder because I mean, I think this will obviously work for monetary reasons, I would guess, and that's like a kind of a home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know, the the like the idea of I don't know getting someone who does this professionally to kind of do it uh, is is also those days so, are long gone, long. Gone. I mean, they are, but they aren't. I mean, it's still like. I just everyone knows that Martine Rose was designing a lot of the stuff when Virgil was there, mm-hmm. so it makes me think it was her job to reject. Is my is my personal feeling? I have no data on this, obviously. Yeah, but I, I think those situa- those situations, the people who are actual professional clothing designers who have worked their whole entire life for an opportunity like this, not unlike uh, me complaining about celebrity DJs taking our jobs. It's the same. It's the same exact thing. It's like. It has nothing to do with talent or skill. It's just like, will your name being attached to this make more money than, you know, nobody knows who Grace Wales Bonner is in the real world. I do. You do. We're both gay. That's the only reason. But 
Otherwise, they're like, oh, Pharrell, me, no Pharrell, happy, I like, and then that's it, you know? Yeah, but, to, I mean, nobody knew who Virgil, I mean, they didn't really know who Virgil was. Y you know what I mean? Like, that was like a, I mean, they knew him a little bit, but the real question is, what is going to happen to Kanye West today? You know, because I, I feel like this you is... You mean on Valentine's Day? Yeah, without without Kim by his side, he can't even see his damn kids. Well, I mean, he's, he's recently married, so he's probably just going to... Yeah, that's true. You know, get head from his scammer chick and then take a nap <laughs> and and then watch Failure to Launch on Hulu. No different than anybody else's Valentine's. He's no, like, I mean, you I just think check that out this is Ashton Kutcher vehicle on, on Netflix. It's about two best friends who wouldn't you know it are actually in love. No, no. We're going to order I some Dave's hot it. chicken to the house. Don't, don't spoil it. Piece. I think I think he's actually I think that this could actually send him this this could be the darkest spiral we've seen from him yet. I, I feel like we might even get a comment or some sort of public reaction. Yeah, with with uh, with Ye gone, I ask who is going to run this town tonight. I mean, it's it's a, it's a great question. I love that Rihanna song, so I, I, I was I was wondering. That's not a song. That's like a it's a car commercial melody. Hey man, that that's and that's what keeps the lights on. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wish I had a, I wish fuck I had a car lights. commercial melody. All the light, yeah. I mean, and fuck Rihanna for playing two Kanye songs and not bringing Kanye out. That is that is exploitation. As much as I love Rihanna, that's a you have enough songs to where you don't need to do. Kanye yeah, West songs yeah. that you were featured on. We were having a lot of discussion about this, um, this whole thing, you know, the whole Rihanna, because because we recorded before the the halftime show, obviously, and I thought it was great. I mean, I, I just you know, I, I've seen her. I did not. I've seen her live. Snoozer. before. Yeah, but but it's like that's her whole thing. Like it, they're all boring. Being boring. The only one that was good is Prince. Name one other one that was quote unquote exciting. Well, this is this is what this was my point on Sunday. I do not enjoy the music of the weekend whatsoever but his halftime show it was it was two years ago it was the it, was it it was one or two years ago there was the the west coast snoop dogg and dr dre one and then the weekend was the other one the weekend was an emotional roller coaster i was like damn this is this is a good he put on a good show he did what he was supposed to do for a super bowl show a big spectacle crazy stuff going on rihanna was good i mean she's pregnant so like She's not going to be able to really blast off that choreo like she's in Blackpink or something. The fact that, but she, but what I'm telling you though is I've seen Rihanna and she never blasts off the choreo. That's like not, who she, that's like not what she does. I just think that I, the weekend, it's funny you say that because I am a weekend fan. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember a single thing about that performance. I think he closed with Blinded, Blinded by the Lights or whatever that song is. And I was like, damn, I hate this fucking stupid ass song, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cooking. No, he's great. I mean, his show is amazing. Yeah. His show is amazing. I mean, I've seen it. I saw it recently but yeah i think that's the difference it was it's a show and not a whatever the rihanna thing was i mean it was it looked cool you know the willow perone like what if we did this and it was floating and what if there the stage is actually no stage at all type of thing but then it's also like i see a football field with like uh, a Budweiser spray painted on grass. Like we're not in the future, guys. Well, yeah, but that. I mean, what are you supposed to? What are you supposed to do? What I'm, are you I'm, supposed you're, to do? You're, work with your organic environment. But anyway, we got a guest here. People expect so much out of these things. I'm just surprised by it. All right, yeah, we do have a guest today. Um, this is a, this is a long time coming for how long gone? Uh, especially for me, a, a big fan. Um, mm -hmm. of the band the Goo Goo, Doll Goo Goo Dolls as you guys all know Iris just crossed a billion streams oh, wow. we all grew up with it we all grew up with this they have a new record they're going on tour it never ends um, and I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Johnny Resnick this as soon as he gets on but like 
what other people have made it this far from Buffalo. You know what I mean? That's the kind of that's the because I I don't know. He might be the best. He might be the best thing ever from Buffalo. I, I'm going to say that now before I there talk to him. There could be a couple of drug smugglers that put up some pretty big numbers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's let's give Johnny a zoom, and we're going to get into all that and more. A perfect Valentine's Day guest, if you ask me. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on better help there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowLong today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowLong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole-body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafold.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, 
and serves a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What kind of headset are we rocking? Like full cans or we have like a microphone attached to it? Like a full, uh, like I work at the call center. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Okay. You know, I've actually, I, I've, it's interesting that you have that because I've also thought about making the switch yeah. to that. I'm very interested in being hands-free. Yeah. Um, but I, but I haven't been able. Are is this because you're gaming so much, or do you have this for other reasons? No, I, I just, um, I keep losing the AirPods. So, so okay, so sure, I got okay. this big honking thing <laughs> with a cord on it. I'm just, I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously I'm older than you guys, but, but uh, yeah, I'm just. Thank you. I'm just on the cusp of that. That like some technology doesn't make any kind of sense to me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to being there sooner than later but i think there's those are f those fun little idiosyncrasic synchronicities that we have that make us a little special it's like you know what fuck airpods those things are stupid and dumb <laughs> yeah. and little and fuck them and then you're like you know that's that's what makes you you what what other what other technical things yeah, what are you shying away have from you uh have you abandoned or shied away from yeah chat gpt <laughs> i'm staying the hell away from that okay man. well good <laughs> We've never we've never even used it a single time. So welcome home. Welcome home. Thank you. Do you still drive with a map, or do you have the app on your phone? <laughs> no, no, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm all into my nav. Okay. Sick. And uh, yeah, and my yeah, and ways. Okay. Good. 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 See, that's an example of something where you're like, damn, how the fuck did I live without this? Exactly. You know what? I don't know how I figured anything out before <laughs> Google. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, really? I used I to have to like, no, it's crazy. Go look it up in a book. Wow. <laughs> it was truly a different time. I actually don't use Waze because I find it too confusing. And I think the interface is kind of ugly mm. um, from an aesthetic <laughs> standpoint. I don't know if that, that, but it's, it must be so good that you're able to look past that. He feels the same way about Spotify. He hasn't really wrapped his head around it yet. Yeah. It's tough. Spotify. Yeah. That's, that's, I have a love or hate relationship with that. Too. I bet you do. But people have found out how to use Spotify to play some of your songs just a few billion times though so somebody out there has it down <laughs> yeah, yeah somebody, somebody's yeah. figured that crap out <laughs> somebody's cracked the code not easy you're like you're like these, these young people keep rediscovering my shit on spotify so i guess yeah, i'll keep subscribing yeah. it's fine you know it's fine i'll, I'll give them my 10 a I month mean, 10 bucks a month for basically all of recorded music yeah everyone wins except for the people that need to make a living off of it you know what i mean uh yeah that's <laughs> yes. yeah it's, it's, it's funny because i was listening to uh like a conference that they were having with all these kids that were graduating from from uh you know some college where they they learned about music business courses and stuff okay mm -hmm. okay okay and and so you know they, they were having a q a and uh they asked the speaker um you know, I'm I'm trying to break into the music business, and the guy just like stopped him and said, "Don't be an artist." And uh, <laughs> damn, he's like, "Get in on the tech side." 
He goes, because there's no money left in being an artist. Yeah, that's what I dream. That's what I was dreaming of in my bedroom when I was 13. I know. Know? <laughs> I'm going to get in on the tech side of this thing. That's really where I'm at. Because that's that's where all the girls and the money are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I work hard enough one day, I can manage the TikTok profile of a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, I just mean, the way my grandparents intended me to. Yeah, yeah. I, a friend of mine is a, uh, is a is a really great songwriter, a guy named Sam Hollander. Oh, I know. And, uh, I actually know Sam from back in the day. I used to. Do you really? Yeah, I used to. Um, I used to manage a band, and Sam and Dave uh, shared a little little studio on like you know, off University Place with uh, JD. Oh wow! And I used to. Yeah, I know Sam. I know Sam pretty well from back in the day. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, go you ahead. You know sorry, he's sorry. a genius. You know, and uh, yeah, Sam is very talented. We all know his songs, his work. Unbelievable. And uh, so he was he was talking about working with an artist and. And he's like, you're amazing. Let's go get a record deal. And all the A&R guys wanted to know about were the TikTok numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's no. like, well, wait a minute. Don't you want to hear about 20 songs and make up your mind that way? But no, no, no. We got to have, got to have a presence on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way for us doing a podcast as well. You know, they're like, hey, we do this thing where it's an audio only art form. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to make dumb little videos with the music sped up and i do a little dance you know like yeah it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and we're trying to resist that but i'm sure at some point we will also have a tiktok although otherwise we'll die got, I, i'm staying away from tiktok although uh you know although i said to i you know somebody said well why don't you just do just do a verse and a chorus from like 30 songs and just put them all up at once see what happens then okay um, just, just you and a guitar doing that and then i'm just like yeah it's just the thought of being a real adult <laughs> and being on tiktok kind of creeps me out <laughs> I, I like i like the the distinction between being an adult and being a real adult <laughs> being a real adult yeah somebody with some <laughs> self-respect perhaps <laughs> um yeah, just somebody with with a kid and uh, bills, sure, and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay, sure. Okay, <laughs> okay, you got bills. Somebody who's seen the pains of the real world. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of strange. It was like I was, I'm always trying to read these articles about how to be a better dad because, you know, because I'm neurotic about about being a dad. Because so far, not so good. So far, not so good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> No, I'm sure you're a wonderful dad. How many kids do you have? Just one? Just one. That's it. And you waited. It, she's she's pretty young, right? Like you waited a while. She's six. Yeah. She okay. Just yeah. turned six. Okay. And uh, you know, and it's amazing. It's amazing. And I love her. I'm gone too much. Sure. You know, but uh, trying to negotiate that is uh, an interesting experience. But <laughs> but it was like, uh, so I subscribed to this newsletter about how to be a better dad, and they're like, three things you need to teach your child now: honesty. Uh, reliability and humility mm. and i'm just like wow wow you know and it just it, the world has changed it's like i yeah you hope and i'm like you know people are suggesting that we go to church i'm like no i don't want to go to church no no so yeah back in our day i was like learn how to stand up to a bully uh you know stuff like you know child stuff and now it's like exercises in humility if your parents would have taught you you humility you might not have ever gotten to where you are today though you know what i mean oh, you no, gotta my, have a oh, little my parents swag. taught me humility man i mean I, I went to catholic school for nine years <laughs> oh wow and my parents taught me humility like here's the fastest lesson in humility okay you're right anybody anybody remember this sound <laughs> <laughs>
The back of a shoe? Is that a belt? Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's getting smacked upside. Yeah, down. I know. I was we I li- I grew up in a belt household as well, which I think now my parents might be in jail for that. Um, but it, it is. Yeah, it did teach me. Maybe that's why I'm so well adjusted, Jason. Maybe that's why I'm so well behaved. Yeah, and why I'm such a naughty one because. Let's face it. I like the spanking. No one ever hit me with a belt. <laughs> and uh, but I think nowadays there's a real difference between hitting your kid and giving him a good smack. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It it's is true. a fine line. But those who know know. Yeah, there is, I haven't crossed that line yet. Good for you. She's a little girl. Yeah, if it was a dude, if it was a dude, it'd be different. We're getting milkshakes after. I, I haven't gotten to that spot. If I had a son, though, like just dealing with the other little boys that are hanging around and all that. <laughs> With all the other kids, I'm just like, I- I'm so grateful I have a girl. Until she starts hanging out with those guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's when you're going to have to go change your prescription. Yeah, I know, dude. And I'm an old dad. Mm-hmm. I'm an old dad compared to all these other guys. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, what's the vibe at the, you know, at the pickup line? Are they like, oh, here comes this fucking guy? Or are you vibing with the younger dads? Oh, you that, know, that... yeah, I mean... There's definitely a disconnect from being a Gen Z guy uh, or being a, excuse me, a Gen X guy mm-hmm. and all the dads are millennials. There's sort yeah. of like, there's a certain, certain disconnect between the two generations in it. But, but, you know, I mean, they're all cool. They're all cool. And, 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 um, I, there's a couple of dads my age too. Which is which is nice, you know. Sure, I just you know I think that I've always I hear these stories from from our friends that have kids where it's like something that having a kid does that nothing else does is force you to to spend time with people you might never spend time with. Absolutely, <laughs> and sometimes sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not great. Yeah. Um. But I, I imagine that you bring a different je ne sais quoi to the to the kind of carpool line. I'm just I'm just you know what I just wave and smile and I'm as nice as I can be. Okay, uh, smart, smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Johnny way. Whenever anybody asks me about what I'm doing, I'm just like. Uh, not much. What are you doing? <laughs> like I'm constantly <laughs> okay. Pivot the conversation away from yourself. You know, I mean, it's like I don't need to talk about what the hell I'm doing. It's on TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if those guys will be able to to relate to the kind of the grind of touring. You know, it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. You know, you're going back on tour. Yeah, and uh, we're just doing like just sporadic shows here and there. So you get to so you get to sleep in your own bed, ideally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly, I generally have a gig on the weekend or something like that. So I'll just fly out on Friday, come home Sunday. That's perfect. That really is oh, perfect. That I, really is perfect. Because I got a little scheduled alone time. Oh my god! You know <laughs> a what? Man? Hotel time. Nothing better than sleep until you just till you wake up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> sleep, no, I'm that. just sleeping until I wake up. Then I'm going to order room service. So, so as you get older, that never gets old. That never gets old. Okay. Yeah, you know, know, I mean, I, I, but like, I'm on this like, I'm on this campaign. I'm going to be the most in shape dad regardless of age oh, at my okay. kids well, school because let's, it's like let's talk about it let's talk about it so you, you are sober very cool yeah exactly um, well yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. very sober i'm yeah. very sober we have a lot in co- we have a lot in common i'm also trying to be the fittest dad um but i don't have any kids but i'm just getting up there in age you know what i mean so it, it right. feels right he, he has also replaced substance use with the glory of fitness. The yeah. glory of fitness. It's a classic pivot, which I'm, I, 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 we've seen many times. But what is your, what is your poison now? Do they have an equinox in Buffalo? Uh, well, I live in New Jersey. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, uh, 
no, I haven't seen an equinox, but uh, <laughs> but there's this there's I, the little town that I live in. It there's like a lot of local mom and pop things. So there's like this. It's a local guy trainer opened up a gym. That's that's where I go. It's open all the time. You have a little key card. You just go in there and just and you blast whatever music you want. Nobody's ever in the place. It's like it's really fun. It's really fun. This sounds ideal. This sounds ideal. So are we doing cardio? Are we lifting weights? Are we going heavy? What are we what's the program right now? Well, I mean, it's a pen like well, okay. You know, I start every workout with cardio. Got okay. End it with, with longer cardio. You mix your cardio up between if I got time, I'll do long, slow thing. Yeah. Keep my heart rate around 75%. Yeah. Always use a heart rate monitor. Um, you know, and then I'll do hit training. Okay. You know, a couple days a week, because if you do that. Every time you work out, you'll destroy yourself. Yeah, and um, and then and then uh, I'll do like upper lower body splits, like four days sure. a week. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Johnny's getting it in. I'm a big fan. You're getting of, it in. Athlean uh, X and uh, uh, Jeff Cavalier. Like, I don't know if you guys are aware of that guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I I feel like Athlean X. I've seen like a I've seen the word before, but yeah. I would love for you to explain it. Are they open for Evanescence, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy. This guy. This guy is. He's. He's. He's got some really interesting insights into into training and nutrition and all this kind of stuff. You know, and it's like, okay. you know, he's he's he was a he was a strength and conditioning coach for for uh, I think it was the Mets. And um, oh, wow. then he, okay. they started this thing. The guy's in an in insane shape. Uh, yeah, you know he he has one cheat meal a year. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. I Holy mean, shit. That's the thing about these guys. Like sometimes I see these trainers that aren't in shape, and I'm like, why on earth would I hire you? I want a guy like this that <laughs> looks like he's chiseled from stone, and he has one cheat day. Oh, a year. He, this guy. Is that's crazy. what I'm looking for. That's the level I'm trying yeah. to get to. Right. It's something to aspire to. It's. I mean, you know. I mean, that's his job. So it's kind of like what you know. You I mean, he dedicates himself to the whole thing. I mean, but he. Damn, one she meal a year. He won't even go to Dunkin' to use the bathroom, I bet. <laughs> no, no. He's got, he's got to find a salad bar. Yeah, he's got to salad bar. I only <laughs> use the bathroom at Sweet Green. It's a rule. Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> now, what, uh, what do you diet wise? Because obviously, you know, and, and exercise wise, traveling, touring makes yeah. that very difficult. I'm, I tell, talk to my travel agent or when I'm doing my own research. I, I kind of will stay at a hotel based on the gym. Yeah. Like if it's at a, you know, I, I will make that decision. Are you in the same boat? Yeah. The first thing is definitely got to have a gym. Um, but what I started doing when I go out on tour, every time I pull into a town, um, I have a rental car. Flex. So what I do <laughs> is I'll get in the rental car and then I'll, and then I'll Google, you know, best gym in town. Whole Foods near me, whatever, you know, and then uh, and they'll find Johnny, gym this is fucking me up, bro. This is fucking me up. Cause this is, you're, you're basically, this is, this is the ghost of Chris future. Like this is basically, this, <laughs> this is, is what I do. This what is Chris exactly what I do. Yeah. This is exactly what I yeah, do. Where can I get the best smoothie after I go to the best gym in town? <laughs> right. Just that kind of thing. Because it's like you, it's impossible. It's like, and yeah. you know what I've noticed when you have to eat in restaurants a lot and you guys know this cause you travel a lot. The meaning of plain means nothing. Like, <laughs> I just want, this is like, I got nothing against red meat. I'll eat red meat. I love red meat. Love a good burger. Uh, I just don't want anything on it. Okay. Because I don't, right. I don't, you know, you take the top of the roll off. I'm just trying to be realistic. But it's like, I, I try to stick mostly to like, like vegetables and chicken. 
you know, and then some protein shakes. But then you go to the restaurant, you order that, and you're like, here's our broccoli Alfredo. Exactly. It's really hard to get uh, some steamed veggies, some some grilled chicken, and some plain white rice. That's it. In 2023, yeah. you, unless you're cooking it yourself. Good luck. Right, exactly. You know, and I've, and and you know that we always have like a um like a rice steamer with us on the bus and that mm-hmm. you know um but you know it's it's difficult some days some days yeah you wind up missing a meal and then and then I'll eat pizza at midnight sure. and then I'm like okay well you got to do x amount of time you know extra gym yeah this is this is yeah it's it's that i mean it's calories in calories out at a certain point as they say right i I like that at a certain point in your the the whole overarching trajectory of your musical career you guys have basically just turned into a vegan straight edge touring band at this point (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, kind of i mean well our drummer was our drummer craig was a vegetarian and then he just like one day he was just like but the guy never he wasn't like an annoying vegetarian (laughs) don't don't come don't come for me on my own podcast (laughs) he kept it he kept it close to the vest he wasn't trying to brag about it yeah like that was just he was just like he was just i never i never liked the texture of meat so I'm like, yeah, I, I respect that. That's cool, you know. And um, but now he, for some reason, he just started eating meat. It's like it's it's, and he's like, I feel so much better. Interesting, you know. Probably like an an energy level thing. Never say never, man. The body changes. Yeah, the body changes, and your nutritional needs change, and like, you know, you're and you reach a certain age, and you're prone to a little more injuries. It's like you have to be very in tune with your body when you're hitting the gym, because it's like. Okay, well, yeah, I could bench press my body weight ten times, but I'm gonna blow my elbow out, so I gotta take it down forty. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not, it's worth, not worth it. And it. then you know, and there's there's uh, there are different paths to hypertrophy, I suppose. You know, and it's like you know, some days you just gotta do, you know, five sets of push-ups until you fail, just to get the blood in there, and then and then you know, okay, so just to feel something. Just yeah, to- you know, or or you you know. I mean, sometimes you got to modify what's going on, and then there's days I feel like a beast, and I'm like, "Great, let's do this." You know? That's those are my those are my favorite days as well. Yeah. Now, did this PR day? Did this? So, did this kind of lifestyle? Did this happen post sober, or were you flirting with this before and you were really able to take it into fifth gear once you stopped partying? I uh, I always worked out. I always worked out. Okay. Because I always drank so much. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So and it's like there is nothing like staying up till 5 30 in the morning and then and then passing out and then getting up at nine and trying to work out you know and you're just like mm-hmm. that had to end and and real quick for the record was alcohol was your poison mostly yeah yeah you know mostly yeah and um, <laughs> mostly yeah mostly yeah got it mostly yeah if i drink enough i need a bump too so it's a safe space <laughs> yeah i just see my my thing with cocaine was like every time i did it i was just like I just blew a thousand bucks and I am not nearly high enough. Yeah. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. You know, sure, sure. You know, I like I, 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 the whole time I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So you're ruining, I don't, I don't feel anything. You're ruining your friend's yeah. high as well as your own by, by, yeah. Okay. So it's, it wasn't fun. Meanwhile, to be you, you, everyone around you is like, get a load of Axl Rose over here. And in your head, you're like, I don't even feel anything. Like, yeah. I feel nothing. What a waste of money. You know? We should probably get more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to be on the safe side. Right, exactly. Are we going to have to buy more? That's a good idea. Just to be sure. 
I mean, I think, but uh, the ro- those nights are few, far between. Yeah. I mean, the road Good. does the road does it to you for sure. I mean, I think that like it, it's. I don't think people understand how boring touring is. Yeah. It's a lot of like waiting around and sitting around, and there's yeah. there's you know the, like the sound guy's going to get you coke. Your your dressing room's going to be full of whatever you ask for, which I'm sure is alcohol. It's just there's nothing. There's it's a little bit of boredom. I think plays into it. There is, I think, and I think a lot. Yeah, I mean. I think you can fall into some pretty serious addictive behavior yeah. when you're you know, because of boredom. I mean, and you're lonely out there. There is a certain amount of solitude that's great, but I have friends that are stand-up comedians and I always feel really bad for those guys cuz they travel alone. You know, at least I have a gang of people that I'm with. I have I have social interaction with them. For sure. Meanwhile, for me I'm like traveling alone. God. What a fucking dream come true! It does. It sound like a dream come true. Where would you? Where's the first place you want to go alone? I've been I've been wanting to go to Vegas pretty soon. Just solo, three days, mm-hmm. hang out in the room, get some writing done. Not songs, but um, yeah, I do yeah. too. You know, just but John, I just we like were told that we were told by Got a friend it. that um, <laughs> it's Francis Ford Coppola, right, Jason? Is that is that it's the, who wrote? I forgot who would do that. It was a Coppola would go to Vegas to write because you would get a room really high up and it was like you could always order food you could always go do something 24 hours a day but you could really concentrate on writing yeah it's it's like when some people you go get a cabin in the woods and finish the great american novel it's it's just like that except you can get a hooker if you want and there's free room service 24 hours a day you can get a club sandwich and a blowjob anytime you want so it makes it a little better it's like being out in the woods yeah exactly with room with room service and and massage yeah when you come back from uh from from bear hunting there's a little chocolate on the pillow. It's a nice touch, you know. It is great. Vegas alone, Jason. I mean, I did it recently. I went to go see Morsi, um, who was doing uh, shows at Caesars, and I went alone because obviously no one would join me. And um, <laughs> it was it was uh, it was um, it was a little dark for me. I, not not in like a way that like I want to do drugs. It was just like no, it's dark. It's a dark place. If you don't have anyone to talk about the crowd at Mr. Chow at 6 p.m. on a Friday night in Las Vegas, then it becomes you internalize it and that might mm, get unhealthy. Yeah, I, think. yeah, I don't sense. I don't think Las Vegas is a uh, a very healthy place. An awful, awful. No, place. no, sure. No, in general. I have fun when I, I don't gamble either, which is like I'm so happy that I never <laughs> got into gambling. Me neither, dude. Me neither. Same. I, I just don't. I can spend money just fine. I don't need to light it on fire. Oh yeah, I do not need to do that. Yeah. Why do you guys? So why do you live? Did you live in New York and L.A. and then you were just like, I hate this shit and moved to New Jersey? Yeah. I, or is there another reason? Yeah, I did. Well, um, my wife's family is from here. Okay. So okay. when we had when we had the kid, we uh, we were just like, yeah, we're getting the hell out of L.A. because I lived I lived in the hills in Hollywood. It's like that's no place for a child. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Just Los Angeles in general is not a place for children. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't miss it a little. You don't miss it a little bit. The modern conveniences of of city living. I live a half an hour from New York City, so I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh. but let's be, let's keep it real though. How often do you come into New York City? Because oh, we I'm know in, all know how this goes. I'm in the city all the time because my buddy has a studio there, and that's that's where we work and mess around. Okay, okay. So you have to, if you're gonna write or do anything, you got it. You don't have one in your house, so you have to come to the city. No, I don't have anything in my house. I have nothing like. If you came into my house, you would not even know that a musician lived here. Not even a harmonica. This is very cool. So you're saying to me that so you So this is all your wife's fault? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's my decision. You know I mean? It's like, okay. 
like, because I just always felt like you got to have a private room in your house, right? You got to have a private room in your house where you you put your accolades on the wall, and yeah, you, you know, you can go, you can go into this secret little room and uh, kind of look at what you've achieved, like the Gene Simmons kiss room, <laughs> yeah, where exactly. you stash all the exactly. shit, right? Exactly, it's like where like where you don't have to burden your the whoever comes over to your house and you look like a douchebag because oh here's all my <laughs> here's all my stuff on the wall but when they say like show me the stuff then you can be like all right we're going to go to the room and yeah if they really want to see it it's all there yeah but i don't have one of those you don't have one at all so where <laughs> no. where are the plaques are they in a storage space uh they're in my basement in boxes and okay. my <laughs> sisters have them i have one okay. thing that i keep and it's um it's from the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Ooh. I keep that one. Okay. You know, on the mantle of the fireplace. Because to me, that that's something that I need to look at and remember why the hell I do this. Okay. That's that's actually okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you're saying the 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 plaques, like all the numbers shit doesn't matter, but songwriting is what you actually care about. Why that specific plaque compared to maybe you know, a, I'm sure you guys have won a Grammy or no at the very least an MTV award. No, neither. No. We got nominated for four Grammys, never you know, MTV never nothing, but uh Jesus Christ. But uh, but also like with the Grammy Awards, there's so many you know, backdoor politics and favors and things like that going on. Whereas a songwriting award is just based on pure songwriting, which is what you consider your gift to the world to be. So it makes sense that that would be the one that you respect the most. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it's like, um, I'm not too obsessed with like being a rock star or whatever, you know, and I know guys who <laughs> love being rock stars. Johnny, I believe, I believe you, but your hair would lead me to believe different. <laughs> well, okay, you know what yeah. I mean? So okay. I don't, <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't image conscious, but <laughs> okay. 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 It's got okay, nothing right, to do right, with, right, you know, sense. acting like a rock star. Mm -hmm. So you're okay. saying, you know, you, some of your peers are, they, they fall into the tropes of what we as, as citizens consider a rock star to be or to behave like, right? Like I know guys, that have to do their hair and and put their boots and jeans on and got like they leave the house in the morning dressed as the rock star sure sure they sure, can't sure. go to petco without putting their harley <laughs> boots on and everything exactly and i me i'm just like i'm if i'm not on stage i'm i'm in sweatpants mm -hmm. and a hoodie chilling with no makeup on and i'm just like i don't and i got a baseball hat i'm just like fuck it i want to be comfortable i'm a grown-ass man okay. god damn it i earned these sweatpants yeah you know i mean it's it's uh i'm i'm very proud of what i've been able to accomplish in my life you know considering everything sure but uh I feel like it's best to keep it discreet. No, no. I, I mean, look, I think you're, you're, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's like, but I guess, I guess then is the like songwriting aspect of things. Is that where you feel the most comfortable? Like in the studio yeah. in a session, either with, for the band or would you rather, I mean, like if it was up to you would that, is that what you would do all the time? Yeah. Or is the performing scratch a different itch as well? I think I would definitely like to be in the studio all the time. I think that would be a lot of fun, you know, and it's like, yeah. but you can't do it. I mean, cause it's like, like you were saying, I mean, there's not, a, there's not a lot of money in songwriting anymore. Well, that's cause you every know? song's got 24 people splitting it. So it's a little tough. I it's know a tough. it's a little tough. It's <laughs> that too. That there's that. And then, yeah, you know, and then, and then, you know, nobody buys albums anymore. So there's different revenue streams that are just gone now. So you're saying having like an album cut, you basically have to have the hit or and you ain't going to make any money. You got to, yeah, you got to have a hit. And it's like, you know, music has changed since like, like I had a great run at, at like radio 
and I'm st- and they still play all the old stuff on the radio. Oh, we know, we we know, we hear that shit everywhere yeah, we go. Yeah, you know, and that and that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I I get I get concerned for uh, like the young guys and girls just starting out because it's just like, man, you got so many things against you now. Yeah, and it's it's just it's kind of um, it's like, and a lot of people they're using their musical career as as a launch pad for their brand which <laughs> yes, just yes that's like instant like you, you know cock my fist back i'm gonna punch you in the face for saying that. <laughs> but fuck you and your brand it's on site it's on site I'm, I'm i agree with that 100 percent. no i mean you're right but also you're right. Are, do you feel do you sorry to interrupt Chris. no go for it um johnny do you feel grateful that you were right on that kind of last beautiful cusp of like late 90s early 2000s where the artist was still getting that juicy check from yeah. from radio from album sales from mtv from yeah. you know, all the shit well mtv never paid for it well i guess not mtv but, but yeah yeah i mean it was i mean it was it it's was exposure, really, really nice i i mean i feel for i feel for the young artists though because it's like it's they have such a circuitous path to follow now mm-hmm. and for very for for uh, you know diminishing returns and um you know where it was like it was very easy in in a way, it was a very straight path. It's like you know, you make the record, yeah. you send it to radio, you go visit radio, you bribe a couple of people, you know, <laughs> and, and then you're like, you're like the amount of times, you're like the amount of times I had to play acoustic at seven in the morning, hungover. I exactly. earned this shit. I earned this shit. Do a couple yeah. steak dinners that you didn't want to do. Here's a few <laughs> right. jokes you don't want to laugh at. Right, exactly. And that and that was that was that was the way to do it. But now it's just sort of like. Oh, I have to come up. I have to figure out a viral moment. I, the studio that I work in in New York, there, there, there's a few other writers in this place, and uh, and they're working with these TikTok kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm showing my age here, and it's <laughs> like talk the same, I feel bad for them because it's like when you're in the studio, and you know this, when you're in the studio, that is like the 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 dome or the cone of silence. You know, it's like like that's a sacred place where you get to be and do whatever you want mm. to you know you got to make the sausage right mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody want, likes to see how the sausage is made but if you're a tiktok kid you got gopro cameras everywhere <laughs> you got a ring light you got a ring light attached to your fucking neck okay it's so like, <laughs> you know, you're you're okay. you're you're doing hair and makeup before you go into the studio yeah you know and you're sitting there like I, i'm like I, how, what's that like to be on all the time no it's exhausting you i'm know? sure i mean that's the thing when I, anytime i've been in a recording studio as a person who's not there to record i'm like this is boring as fuck get me out of here <laughs> i don't want to see that yeah. i don't want to see this bass player we should have never hired fucking trying to get this part right like oh, yeah. there's a guy in here that could do i this. can't oh, yeah. eat any more of these cookies exactly like yeah i know there's a rock climbing yeah. wall but i'm all set you know what i mean so it's a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit like i i do think that the i think that's why when like music documentaries started really coming out and you'd start to see that stuff it would be like a real window into like the creative process yeah you know and that's why it was so exciting it was like you see fucking adele whatever you see someone like hum the melody yeah and then you see them get the lyrics and they you know they're like mumbling and blah blah like that stuff is really special to see yeah but yeah when you see when you see the tiktok guy with his <laughs> ring light just like talking about how great his producer is it does kind of ruin the the mystique of the whole thing yeah if, if it's if it's michael jackson laying down beat it for the first time or, or stevie nicks finally getting that melody down yeah well that's fine but not like 
Lil Freddy from from <laughs> not Lil you know, Freddy who's got two point three million followers for doing dope ass kickflips, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, that's kind of yeah. I mean, I mean the uh, the currency of fame has definitely gone down in value. Oh, I mean it's it's at the it's at the floor. But I mean, I think what's interesting about the band for me always because I'm a long time long time fan, and a lot of my friends are as well. And I think it's like an interesting. You guys just occupy this interesting space where it's like you were just kind of like a, a regular band that all of us would have seen at some point in our life at a bar at a club or whatever. And then shit just kind of exploded. Yeah. Like you're saying, like it was like, we just kind of did this thing and it all fucking worked. And like, we wanted to be the replacements. And then all of a sudden we were on TRL, Yeah, you know? And it's like, it's like that doesn't really happen. That just doesn't happen anymore because people have such an idea, such a, a more clear idea of what they want to do or what they like have to do. They don't, they don't just let it happen. They don't just make a record and hope for the best. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't, you know what I mean? That's true. We're, yeah. we're really lucky because like we, we just toured and toured and toured and toured for, I, I mean, you know, for the last 35 years, you know, I mean, whether we were playing in shitty little bars or, or like, you know, arenas and amphitheaters and that kind of thing, we just kept going and going and going. And, um, and we've been lucky enough to have an audience that that has grown with us and and um you know we we get to play in front of people we can put asses in the seats yeah yeah and that's 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 a, a beautiful thing and i you know i mean that's that's my first like if i say any if i said my prayers that would be like my first gratitude thing would be you know thanks for letting me be able to earn a living doing this yeah for know? sure yeah no of course is that poor and famous shit sucks <laughs> yeah, you know? no yeah no poor <laughs> poor and famous ain't it bro i i completely agree i completely agree i'm like you know middle class and famous you know? I, but you never really you never really but you didn't play ball i mean you did what you had to do but you weren't like out here like dating actresses and coming out of the chateau fucked up like you were never fully playing that game were you no 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 i kept it to myself it was really weird though because it was like like when robbie and i you're an overnight sensation it took 10 years right? sure sure so yeah, it, took yeah, of course. Years, it took 10 years for us to get anything you only had to play eight thousand shows yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. but it was like the amount of backlash that we got i was pretty blown away by i was pretty blown away by like how people who we'd come up with and and music critics who loved us you know just like fuck these guys you know and then mm. and that that was kind of when i said this this fame thing is bullshit so tighten up your circle Mm -hmm. and work harder keep your head down mind your business keep your head work down hard. mind your business just say please and thank you uh you know and people still talk shit about you, <laughs> you know, I, had to get off, I, had to, I had to get off twitter because i'm just like like you know and that was back when i i've been off twitter so i still drank you know back then yeah and yeah. like don't ever get drunk and look at yourself on Twitter. You know, it's like, because it, you're like, good advice. That's great advice. Good advice. Because you're like, what the, f what, like, I don't care. You can say my band sucks all you want, but don't, don't talk shit about my friends or my wife or, or civilian. Oh, yeah. It gets, it gets personal. Yeah. If you don't like my record, that's fine. Yeah. But the rest of it, no, I know. Yeah, I mean, because I don't give a fuck. Your opinion, guess what your opinion is the equivalent of? Lint in my pocket. <laughs> and, and also, anyone on Twitter who cares enough about you to send a tweet about your wife or a family member of yours. 
they already bought your album, yeah. so you're already, you know, jokes on you, jokes on them. You already made a nickel off them. Exactly, but I mean, I would engage like "fuck you, you asshole," I did it, and I'm like, and I get the call from my manager. You can't do that. What are you doing? You can't do. I mean, huh? that's the thing. It's it feels the lines of uh, th there's too much ability to contact now, and I think that there's also we talk about this a lot, but how celebrity now there's no mystery, which I think is what what used to work so well yeah you know it's like you wouldn't really see somebody until they had something to promote right you know it's like dicaprio could get fat between every movie because you didn't see him right you know and now it's like now you see, i see a picture of leonardo dicaprio every fucking day now we got a chinese spy balloon with the live <laughs> satellite view of his yacht yeah it doesn't it just doesn't it's not it's not the way it used to be in those regards and i think there is i think you know it's like anything else it went it went too far the other way you know we need to land somewhere it back in the middle we need to land somewhere. I back wonder. In the I, I wonder if we can. I mean, has the genie been let out of the bottle, or are people going to collectively go? Because I, you know, are people going to collectively go? All right, enough of this shit. I got to put this shit down, or we need to put up some guardrails because it's like I think I think social media is especially toxic to young women. Oh yeah, it's insane. You know? Oh, it's like absolutely twisted. I mean, I think it's like. I think, yeah, I think you read these articles, I mean, you see these articles, the New York Times fucking style section publishes one a week where it's like mm -hmm. some minor group of young people have decided that they only use flip phones now because it's better for their mental yeah. health or whatever. Yeah. Or then you see, yeah. or then you see it's like, or even in, in your case, you know, this is similar, you know, people using wired headphones because they're just like, all oh, this shit is too much. I don't want all this stuff. I'm yeah. just going to use some regular fucking headphones. So I think there are those like kind of small like backlashes, but I do think that a big shift, I, I don't know what would happen. Like would the Kardashians have to finally go away? Like I don't know. I, I don't know what would actually what it would actually take for It'll it'll take Apple making an iPhone that doesn't have a camera. Yeah, yeah, honestly. But I I I, I was reading about that same thing like these kids who just well, <laughs> what I love about it is they the, the kids take their smartphones say oh, I'm going to Jimmy's house they dump all their smartphones at Jimmy's house because they know their parents are tracking them and then they take off without them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like, okay, that's a little cooler. <laughs> so they're up to no good someplace else, <laughs> but their parents think they're at Jimmy's house. You know, I'm like, clever. But they're, but is it is it better to be up to no good with no cell phone the way that we did it when we were kids or, or better to be uh, up to all good with your cell phone only just watching cool videos i mean i i think <laughs> and I, getting fat. I don't think kids well i you know i don't think kids were as nuts as we were and i don't think kids weren't. i don't think kids have the desire to i mean like my parents were old you know you never thought like my parents never wanted to be my friend <laughs> yeah no, you know, yeah, no. Like, yeah. i think there's something healthy about that your parents have never but, said hey little buddy everything okay hey buddy how you doing like shut up I agree, I agree with that i totally agree with that i think there's this weird there is a weird thing where it's like my pa we're not equals like you're my parents like we, right. we have a great relationship but i don't need to like spill my guts to you right. that's not our that's not how it's no no i agree i think it's not that's not really how it's intended to be right yeah yeah D does your daughter call you john hell no <laughs> could you imagine no. i mean like i john get in here yeah john, john we need to talk can you make me some macaroni and cheese no <laughs> like come on kid you know i mean I, I i i do my best to reason with her but you know i mean but it's like you know and and 
it's interesting because it's like you these electronic devices and games and things like that are really great bargaining chips because it's like you just <laughs> i just give her enough of that stuff to be able to impose sanctions whenever i need to sure sure you know what sure, i mean yeah so, yeah, yeah, so it's sort of like we're going to be diplomatic about this you don't get your you don't get the ipad mm -hmm. for the half hour today you know, but, and I never like, you know, but just things like that, or, well, you know, if you're going to eat chocolate cake at two in the afternoon, you don't get dessert mm. after dinner, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, or, or if, um, and on the other beautiful side of that, daddy fucks up, guess who's getting a new iPad? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's all, it's all forgotten. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like I got a little bit of dough and she's the only kid I'm ever going to have. Uh -huh. Um, so it's like every time I go anywhere, I'm just like, Oh, she would love that. Oh, she would love that. And I have to I had to train myself to stop. I'm like, uh, you are going to fuck your kid up if you give her everything. <laughs> that's good parenting. I mean, that's true though. It's good parenting. That's good. sweet. That's very sweet. Do you, of you think though. she gets like what you do for a living, or is it still a little blurry? She gets angry at me. Daddy always goes bye-bye. Yeah. She's she she gets angry at me and and um and then she and then she gets sad. Yeah. And it's like well, you know, so do I, you know, when I'm sad, I just get mad. Like I, I sometimes I feel like as a guy, you're only allowed one feeling. That's right. <laughs> right? Especially hurt, a guy from Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> don't hurt my feeling. My, and, and my single feeling. Don't hurt it. My one. I'm, and then you look <laughs> you at your wife feeling. and your child and everybody else that's that counts on you. You know, and I always feel like it's it's very important. I have to. Yeah. My daughter has to see that I have an emotional part of me but i always feel like i have to project the everything's okay yeah of course yeah, cool. of course i mean yeah cool everything's cool i know your forehead's bleeding <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah yeah but we're cool this is fine happens all the time <laughs> happens all the time that's that <laughs> you, know? you know i i actually that's a method our ambulance is on the way i learned this when i i like um I went to see a trainer when I was in Toronto and because of a, a few factors, I passed out mm -hmm. and I felt fucking insane and he was so calm about it. And I like, f my head was bleeding. I literally fell over. My head was bleeding. He leaves it all in the yoga. And I, I was I just like, bro, what the fuck? He's like, that's what you're taught. Like if, if I would have acted like it was a big deal, you would have freaked out. Exactly. But because I acted like it was no big deal, you just kind of calmed down and, right. and drank some water and you were fine. Right. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I never, I never thought about that before. Yeah. I mean, cause kids, kids are looking for cues like you know like yeah. when you have you noticed this it's like when a little kid is running down the sidewalk and they trip and bam go down mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they look up at you to, to decide what to do to decide if they should cry or not mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and if you if you're if you're running towards them in slow motion with snot crying out of your <laughs> nose they're gonna start snot crying too they're gonna freak out yeah it's like you just you gotta be cool you know and it's like i'm not always cool <laughs> you know and there's times, like but i make my daughter I make my daughter do everything with me. Like I'm like, dad's cooking dinner. Get in here. And I got to put her little <laughs> apron on. She's got her little step stool. I'm like, here, we're going to crack some eggs in this bowl. Take this. You're going to learn. She's going to look like you're, she's going to learn how to do everything. You know how to dress a deer. Get in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't even, I don't know how to do that. I'd put a pair of pants on it, you know, but, but uh, I, you know, I just want her to, I just want her to know how to do everything so that she's got some self-reliance yeah like well-rounded is no i think that's i think that's good johnny you're making a good case for parenthood i must say as as two podcasters who are childless 
you're painting a nice picture and you're giving me hope for later well, in life it could Jason, happen. Jason, I feel like that's because he waited till he was as successful as 50. He, yeah, he was like, all right, I'm 50, good. Okay. Like, I'm good now, so I can, like, concentrate on this. I think that feels like a... Yeah. yeah I feel like that's a cool... 50 it is. I'll do it the Johnny way. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I wish I had done it sooner, but but I was so fucked up and, and uh, off on my own stupid trip. Like, I mean, I, I had to... I had to make sure that i was sober for a couple yeah. of years like, you know, before yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. there's no way because it's like i grew up in an alcoholic home and it's crazy it's crazy it's like there's there's it makes you grow up and you're like there's no stability mm. you don't know what the hell is going to come walking through the door and it, and it fucks you up so it's like i'm not going to do that to another human being. so so growing up in that environment the thought of ever recreating that again even in even in your drunken state you you knew like that can never happen. That could, I, I never. Ha I, I have never to thought be I'd have stone cold sober. I never thought I'd have a kid. I never thought I'd have a kid. And my dad died when he was fifty four, I think. Mm. And uh, I just never, I just never thought I'd be around this long, you yeah. know, because um, it just, it just felt like that's just the way it is, you know. That's the way life works. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like sometimes that's the way life works. Um, but you know, it, it took a lot of therapy and a lot of, and a lot of, uh, and some, you know, trying to, to unfuck my head to just go, you know what? I don't, I'm not my father and I'm not my mother. It's like, I don't have to be these people. I, I can choose my path. Does that color my perception of the world? Yes. <laughs> Do I have to sit back and go, okay, John, shut the fuck up and try to be rational. <laughs> okay. Just calm the fuck down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. You know, and then and then move on with your with your life. But you know, it, it's just you know, I, I mean, growing up in an environment like that definitely provokes a lot of anxiety in me as a father. Sure. You know, just just yeah, because. No, I mean, how could it? Not? I could how go could off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, how could you not? Um, so something we talk about on this show a lot with musicians um, that that our listeners really love is we talk about we call it sync talk mm -hmm. and we talk about kind of a moment when you got a gigantic check for licensing one of your songs or maybe the opposite you said no and you regret it to this day. You said no to like the you, Arby's commercial, and now you're really kicking yourself. <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of these because yeah. you've had such a, a longer, a long career, and and uh, and your songs. There's at least five or six songs that I feel like I hear weekly to this day. Yeah, um, I tried to shy away from you know licensing stuff to to politicians and things like that. Sure, although, sure, yeah, yeah. Although yeah. you know, I mean, I I have on a few occasions if there was somebody that I really thought was an exceptional person or whatever but hey 45 did a great job i get it i you know what i i i, it's, I gotta be honest I, i'm kind of a whore <laughs> so, like i'm like you're, you're gonna pay me what you're, you're all right so you're saying you're saying i can't begin to even recount all the times that it was good it was good man you're like i don't even i don't even care what the movie's about if that's how much you're paying me let's fucking yeah, run it you know, up no, i mean i've definitely i've said no to i've, I've said no to some things uh, I think there was a, a, a like a Pringles potato chip commercial that I said no to, and uh, and I'm really glad I did. You're like I'm a Dorito, I'm a Doritos guy, okay. and I had to go with like my Doritos? heart. No, I'm saying I'm saying you had to go with your gut. I'm like I'm a Lay's <laughs> yeah. guy. I can't do this. It would just be wrong. It'd be wrong because yeah, the whole thing. Pringles are just all wrong anyway. Um, <laughs> so you said no to the Pringles check for just a personal reason. You don't like how it's hard to get your hand all the way into the bottom of the can. Yes. 
but it's exactly. it, yeah it was, i'm a simple guy i had personal reasons yes but but it was just i don't know it's just like eh, this ain't a good look and it's like look you know what times being what they are you know it's like somebody comes along and says hey we'd like to use your your song in in this commercial and it's like you know you just kind of go you just got to go with your gut does that make me feel bad or good yeah 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 you know and more times it makes me feel good than bad that's right that, that's right yeah no, i'm sure it does <laughs> so how many how let's say how many episodes of dawson's creek have you got a check from oh god like that a hundred <laughs> <laughs> every episode they ever fucking made you went you went you went down to the creek a few times didn't yeah. you <laughs> I went down to the creek and cashed the check <laughs> I mean, oh, that's good. I mean, I I think that like it, it's also. I always like to ask people in your position, like, do you feel because there's this big article, you know, obviously this year at the Grammys there was like Songwriter of the Year for the first time. Really, so there was this big, yeah, there was this big story in the New York Times with the Dream and another writer, and they were kind of talking about how like you just when you you have to develop a gut when it comes to songwriting, where it's like I know that this idea is it and it's worth chasing and I know I have a fucking hit and you got to know the other hundred times where it's like, I got to put this on the shelf. It ain't got legs. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, do you, with some of these songs that have become like, obviously iconic, especially in America, did you have that? Were you like, this is the one for like first draft? Like this is a fucking smash mm. or did you doubt yourself? No, nah, I mean, I look at every song and go, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like, and if it's not <laughs> so awesome, sick. If it's not awesome, I'm like, that's why, I, and I, I just throw it, you know, like uh, away, you know, I'll delete it from the computer or I'll just, you know, and everybody's like, well, where are all the B-sides? And I'm like, there, there aren't any B-sides. Why? What's the point? Because they were shitty songs. Why would I like, <laughs> like you write most of what you write is shit or most, excuse me, most of what I write is shit, you know, and, and you, you look for the gems inside that, that that place you know and it's 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 hard unless you when you finish the song if you don't say johnny you son of a bitch you've done it again if you don't do that straight to the recycling bin yeah throwing it away yeah. seems yeah throwing it away seems drastic but also so healthy in a lot of ways it's very therapeutic it's like i don't want to yeah. yeah well you know i don't want to wind up with like 10 terabytes of half-assed half-done songs <laughs> sure, that i gotta sure, wade sure. through you know and my thing it's like i don't know it's like i mean i'm a really uh harsh critic of my own situation and you probably have enough wave files on your computer called new song version 17.3 <laughs> right yeah you don't need to add another one yeah yeah it gets it can get a little crowded i mean i'm 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 heavily into editing i mean there's a certain amount of time that you need to not edit yourself because you have to allow yourself to suck you know, and that was like, yeah, yeah. Richie Sambora said that to me one time, which was, which I thought was, we were trying to write a song together. And he's like, dare to suck, man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dare to suck. Yeah. The, the sooner you get done sucking is, is when you, when you really start doing the good stuff. Yeah. Well, you I, have I mean, to be willing I, to suck. Yeah. It's like somebody asked me about what, what is your songwriting process like? And I said, it's kind of like you're at an, uh, an outdoor festival and you're in the port john and your wedding ring just fell into the shitter and <laughs> and you got to dig around in there until you find that hunk of gold because you ain't going home without that ring so <laughs> that 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 makes perfect sense well i mean sometimes songwriting is really friggin annoying 
And the longer you do it, the less you have to, the less you can rely on raw inspiration and the more, the more craft you have to involve in it, which takes a lot of patience. And it's like, and, and you have to sit in your own frustration and get used to the taste of it. And then, um, and not forget what the taste of that frustration is. And then, and then, and then you're able to move on from there. Yeah. I guess the hundredth time diving headfirst into a porta potty, it does get a little bit easier than the first time. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little easier to tolerate the frustration. Still shitty. Still shitty. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I never underestimate my luck ever. Like it's been, it's been awesome, you know? Beautiful. And, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, music has changed and, and, and so much. I mean, do I think I'll ever have like a number one hit again? I doubt it, but, but, uh, you know, that doesn't, doesn't mean I'm not going to keep yeah. writing and, and working and, and, you know, performing as best I can, you know, that's beautiful to hear. Well, I, I guess a guy like you, what does somebody like you do on today, Valentine's day? For your partner do you have to write a brand new song every year you get to play some of the old ones how does yeah, it work nah, she's 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 over that shit um, <laughs> she's like i don't want to hear any more of your bullshit yeah, she's just like yeah that's great that's great okay <laughs> uh, um now nah, she's she's really supportive so that's good but um you know it's weird too because i don't i don't play anything for her anymore because I, I feel like like when I'm working on demos and all these things, I just feel like it puts people in an awkward position. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, what is she supposed to say? This shit rocks, babe. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if it if you if you're not directly involved in the production and the writing or whatever the song, it's like mm, just wait until it's done. You know, that's and that's why I love collaborating with people more than sitting around writing by myself. Uh, you know, because it's like you have a sounding board. And after 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 twenty something years of sitting in a room by myself, you know, it's just kind of like I can't do this anymore. I, I need <laughs> I need contact with other humans. Of course, no, of course. I mean, that makes sense. I've always found that. I mean, I think that's the thing, right? All of the the fact that like the songwriting cat is out of the bag as far as like the public goes. Like most people know, it's a, a little bit of a group effort in in a lot of situations. Yeah, you know the the idea of like the Bob Dylan character like sitting alone smoking cigs, just blasting them out is just like not really. It's not realistic, and it's yeah. also not healthy. You know, it's it's neither of those things. I took three hits of acid and I finished the White Album in a day. Yeah, yeah, just that's not real. You know, it's just not realistic, and I think that that's been. I think it's probably better that that is, is that has been debunked. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, there's times where I do have. Some songs that i just do on my own but that's it's few and far between because i just i would rather have someone to bounce my ideas off and and i you know i i've tried to make it so i'm the weak i'm the weak link in the room you know this is my project or whatever and if i'm the weakest link in the room we're gonna do okay you know like i i gotta i gotta work with guys that are better than me all the time and to be willing to admit to yourself that this person is better than me is also not the easiest yeah sometimes grudgingly sometimes grudgingly. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fuck that That's... asshole <laughs> i don't agree that you're a better songwriter than me but but maybe some other people might, and I will give them a yeah, chance. Yeah, so I have to give it up. Yeah, yeah. That's how this pod. That's how this podcast works, John. It's it's it. it I you know, Jason kind of knows that I'm better. Mm -hmm. You know, not like not in every way, but you know, he knows he's got a lot to learn. So it kind of works. It really works for us in our relationship. Yeah, and then I get to edit out whenever he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all there's, we live happily ever after now is there a rivalry between you guys you think no no uh, honestly yeah i think so i think so 
but that's what's that's what keeps it fun. It's not a real, you know. Yeah, yeah, Actual no, for sure. Rivalry yeah, 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 where yeah, we yeah, we yeah. hate each other, but uh, there's a healthy, fun, playful rivalry. Definitely. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You saw how Lennon and McCartney turned out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't. That I mean, that didn't. I would rather be. I would rather be George Harrison. So I'm. I'm gonna just take myself out of the conversation. I would too, but unfortunately, I am dating the Yoko. So oh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's true. Yeah, I mean, look. Good luck I, with that. I think that. The, <laughs> I think that the um, the nature of any creative partnership is there's always you know a, a push and a pull. That's what people like about it. Yeah, you know that's what that's what people like. That's what people listen to this. And I think you can even hear that sometimes musically with some of these duos we're talking about. I mean, my favorite band of all time is Oasis. It's like you know, oh, who 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 better of an example? I love Oasis. I didn't like them at first, but then I was just like. These guys are amazing, <laughs> and yeah, I, well, who better a, than that? You're a song guy. You're you're a song guy. You know they got hits, man. They got slaps, and they. I mean, he's you know Noel Gallagher is just he's an incredible songwriter. They don't he's make they don't make rock stars like that no more. You know, no man, they don't. That's my real issue. All right, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us on How Long Gone. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Um, great job. We're truly we're truly fans. Been listening to you forever, so it was really nice thank to you. connect some dots here, and and hopefully we'll get to see you uh, on the road this summer. Yeah, we'll be out there. I really appreciate you guys taking some time to talk with me and uh, have fun. And uh, good luck having some kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Don't say that. You're going to be waking up at five in the morning going, fuck Resnick. I hate that asshole. <laughs> uh, honestly, you did a great job in your life and you did a great job podcasting. Not a lot of people can do all of that. So uh, my hat's <laughs> off to you. Hope you have Thank a great you. Valentine's Day. And I'm, I'm sure working on my brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And good luck with your personal brand and TikTok. Thank you. Good luck with your brand. When I see you, when I see you on TikTok, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting in touch. You're going to hear from me again. Well, You're going mean, to hear from me again. You know, when the drummer in Blink-182 comes out with a skincare line, it's just sort of like, we have jumped the fucking shark. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is fucking possible. Anything is possible. All right. All right. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Thanks, John. Have a good one, bro. Bye. Bye.